and well, I don't really know what it was doing there, but it 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 looked sort of about eight inches. Um, don't know. that's impressive. Um, and welcome back. I've to... seen bigger. Well, bet you have. Welcome back to this week's timeless podcast. I mean, they've got to be that size for me to see him. Oh, yeah, I, I guess that is true. I guess there's that, that, a... You know, anything smaller than that, and I fall down the pothole. Yeah, good point. Yeah, it's happened a few times, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah, it does. Yeah, welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of the Timeless Podcast. I'm joined with John and Owen. Oh, got... And Connor. Uh-huh. You may know Connor. If you yeah, you, Connor. You, may, you may recall like Connor from previous podcast episodes such as you know the christmas ones that we've done i think he's done a couple of marvel ones uh, you may know him from certain niche venues in the um in, in in the cardiff scene uh this week we are reviewing uh mordred undead uh the fifth doctor story before that we have we do have to ask about how are they we've all been a bit busy this week you know i mean at least the three regulars have been potting around in some form of conventional what's that what's, yes what's um i i i um i spent the weekends in uh wet windy cold bristol um in, in a lovely hotel i'd say which wasn't wet windy or cold because it had walls and windows and shit um uh yes yeah, so i spent a lovely weekend at pandorica one by phantom events um had a lovely couple of days um and i, I was just looking through my photos tonight and i realized that actually the guests that i have met this weekend span the full gamut of doctor who because i met carol ann ford who was obviously in the very first episode um, I met yet again um, Sophie Eldred, who was in the most recent episode, and I met Jacqueline King for the first time, who is in the next episode. So you got okay. sixty years worth of Doctor Who under one roof. Um, obviously met Katie. Uh, Sparky decided to indecently assault Peter Purvis during a photo. Um, it was just a jolly time had by all, especially Sparky. Was it similar to like galley vibes that was in the hotel, or was it a bit different? Uh, obviously, much smaller, but yeah, with everything under the same roof, great. You know, it's it's a lovely feeling, like at half five when you're going. I need to go and have a lay down and feed my dog to only have to go about twenty meters to do it. Although there was a bit of a shit scary moment as I was going towards the lift, um, and two clowns from the greatest show in the galaxy jumped out, which was like. <laughs> Not, not yeah. a big fan of clowns. I saw those guys there, and I was like, "Do you know what? I'm happy I didn't go because I feel yeah, like not, not a big fan of clowns." Yeah. On the um, subject of hanging out with clowns, you went to LFCC, didn't you? I did indeed. Yeah, I had a really good time. Actually, it was great. Um, I'm, I'm not referring to the people that you went to as clowns. I'm just talking about the general LFCC customer. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, luckily, I didn't really meet any of those. Those those types of people I had a really good time. No, you, didn't, nobody, you didn't run anybody over with your wheelchair this time. And no, went, oh, no, I didn't run anybody oh, over. Because they were a bit of a tid. No, I, I didn't, didn't run anybody over this time. Um, thanks, thankfully, thankfully, or not thankfully. You didn't drive past any homeless people with your wallet out. Not not to my yeah, knowledge, no. Not to my knowledge, no. Right, okay. Um, I got to meet Karen Gillan. Have a look at my twice. Not not my dosh. Not once, not twice, but thrice. But that was very fun. We had a very it's brief one, conversation. Twice, three times a knockback. I got to uh, got to see Sophie Aldred again, which was, was always great, oh, as, as you guys know. Sophie, well, brilliant. actually, bless Sophie because she, um, yeah, she did LSTC on the Saturday and then drove straight up to Bristol yeah. and did Bristol on the Sunday to do both commitments. Um, 
unlike one or two other actors who may have cancelled Bristol to attend LFCC, even though they could very easily have turned around and gone, yeah, I'll do both days. Um, a funny story about Sophie as well. Uh, so she was on lunch break, so I decided to go over to the table to have a look at the print. Turns out uh, Callum was with me as well, and we created an impromptu queue about 15 people while Sophie was on our lunch break. There's one of those things where we're at the front of the queue now if we leave. So we had to stay there for about 10 minutes, and she arrived. She's like, I don't know, I was meant to be back here. And we were like, no, neither did we. Uh, then bless Thank Callum. You. She goes, oh, hi, Callum, good to see you again. He goes, she goes, are you all right? And he goes, yep. And that's all he said to her. And to maybe, bike. maybe the people behind you thought it was the queue for the disabled toilets. Potentially. I mean, I forget yeah, there's only yeah, ever you, one. You, you both qualify, so, you know, it, it, it's yeah. like. Yeah, there's, there's only. There's only one in the Olympia as well, which I always forget. Whenever I go upstairs, I think, oh, there's a disabled toilet, but there's not. It's... It's definitely one upstairs. Not with the... Is there? I've been doing it. Yeah, right. I'm not sure how accessible it is to you, but... um, Because it's kind of like off to the... Right, okay. So you know... Like, in the hall on the... The, the, the hall nearer to the Hand of Flower. Yep. The upstairs gallery there. Yep. You've got... In the far corner, you've got like the little sort of cafe eatery place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to the right of that, there's like a, a doorway and it heads down to the ladies and there's a disabled toilet there. It's quite oh. a narrow sort of corridor. So I, I genuinely don't know whether you would be able to fit down there. But yeah, there, there is a, there is officially an accessible toilet just down on the wall from that cafe. Oh. This Speaking is of riveting, disabled... this, is, this is riveting for any non-disabled yeah. listeners who don't go to LFCT, well, by the way. But the disabled yeah, toilet, the the disabled toilet conversation is going to continue because they've moved the downstairs one. It's it. I say when they moved it, they flipped what side it's on, so it's not in the same place it used to be. Oh. It's now in its own little bit. Uh, so I'm, 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 that's good. good. Yeah, uh, not you someone didn't go through the bloody chance last time, and it was yeah, like, you'd have, to, you'd have to do that anymore. What if you're what if you're a woman? You know. Yeah, you'd have to do that anymore. Well, that's also, I also met Sir Jack Jacobi as well, and he was a delight and nice. very, very nice and kind, and yeah, and didn't actually look like a cardboard cutout in your photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. one or two others where kind of does. Yeah. He's rather stoic. That, that's yeah. a very good word, and possibly the first time that that word has ever been used. On yep, the time of podcast, potentially. I, I like it. This this is uh, why this is why we have educated people like Connor Allen on because they use words like that rather than me, who just sits here and says "cunt." Educated. <laughs> um, but... I mean, I'm I watched not... Alex. I watched. Don't, don't do that with your fingers. I watched your um, graduation ceremony, and I know the class of his degree and the class of yours. Yeah. What are you saying? Eh? Well, I'm, I'm saying eh? that I'm saying that you don't sit there and go educated with your fingers like that eh? when he's got the, the 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 certification to show. Strange thing is, I'm, I think I'm, 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 I'm a lawyer, Alex. I'm a man of evidence. 
Strange thing is, I think I've lost mine. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, I I've think I've it. lost I've got mine. it somewhere. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, you, yeah, you, you've lost mine because you, you, you've lost yours because you probably got pissed and left it in a pub. Let me no, put it out for no, you. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that with that. I did that with a. I mean, I, 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 I mean, let me put it this way. I doubt you put it on a high shelf. No, but my mum might have. That's yeah. a fair. That's a fair point. Um, but yeah, also another person that wasn't a guest was uh, Frank Skinner was in the queue uh, to go get get a photo. Oh, excellent. Powering gun. So I said hello. He's with his with his little lad, so I didn't ask for a photo or anything, but I did say hi um, very briefly, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good job you didn't offer to go for a pint with him as well. Honor Allen, everyone. <laughs> Here we go. If you don't know why that, if you don't know why that's a good, good, good joke, Google it. I'm, I'm not gonna yeah. give it a Google. Oh, yeah. it's gone, it's gone over my head, so I might have to Google that myself. Yeah, give it a Google. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that doesn't take much. Give it a Google, Owen. Uh, speaking of you, Owen, have you, what were you up to this past weekend? Anything fun? Uh, no, not really. Just working and then pottering about indoors doing housework, mainly. Yeah, and Connor, what have you been up to? Um, I've mainly been working for the last week, um, getting the hours in before I have a few days off next week for the anniversary, and uh, before Crimbo. So, yes. Is, is there Isn't... an anniversary next week? I, I, do you know what? I keep forgetting about it legitimately. Um, mm, it's <laughs> next week. Yeah, I keep How I keep can you forget about it? Because, like, everyone's... I don't look at, like, the Doctor Who social pages. Like, when there's a new poster and stuff. Like, I didn't realise they released new posters, like, the other day. Or, like, three days ago until Wait, this morning. When I looked at you something understand else. somebody forgetting about it if it was an era that had fuck all promotion. Yeah, I don't know. Like, everyone's just like, oh, and then I feel I keep forgetting that there's children in need. And I was wondering that this morning. Um, oh, no, that does look exciting. The, yeah, the two pro images they've released... <laughs> I'm going to be missing it, but I watched the day after. Um, I'm, I'm going to be in work, sadly. Pete, what do you? What is 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 is? Do you, do you not consider watching charitable television like part of your year. political uh, part of your political beliefs, Alex? No, I donate every year. It just so happens this time at a house party. Um, Sounds um, like a you problem. Not even me, problem, mate. I get to drink and hang out with friends, and I get to watch a five-minute Doctor Who short the day after. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah, um, it's pretty. Meanwhile, you, 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 you get you, you get to hang out with friends and not have sex, just like recording this podcast. Be fair, mate. Well, you know. Meanwhile, I'll be at work and I'll sneak off to watch it for five minutes. They, it just means get... you've got to keep off of social media from spoilers. I, I just, I, I, I just hope they show it before the um, before the Big Brother finale. I, I, yes. I wouldn't. I don't really care about spoilers for children in need. Short, but um, yeah, it's, it's not like there's going to be like. It's not like all of a sudden Susan Foreman's going to pop up out of nowhere on Super Children in Need, and it's going to be like massively canon busting. Yeah, I think. I think a lot of. I think a lot of the casual viewers that don't watch Doctor Who like, what on earth's going on? Um, yeah, so I yeah, just find going. it weird that Carol Ann Ford did jump up at you know David Chen going grandfather. What? Yeah, exactly. But she might Doctor be one back. Of, she might be in one of the episodes, you know. Who knows? I don't. She might be. She, she she was actually an absolute delight on Saturday. She was a, a really good form. Good. 
That's Amazing. great too. She looks like she's having a good time, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, she yeah, she really good form. Her, her panel was very good. And you know, she was really up for a, a chat when doing sort of autographs and photos and stuff. And, yeah, she really good. Yeah, I don't know. I actually it's, 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 I say surprise, I don't mean that in a mean way, but I've generally I've not had anybody have any bad experience with anyone they met across the many conventions and events that were going on this weekend. Um, and apparently everyone that everyone met was very nice and kind and chill and happy. So yeah, I mean at Mo- least you can say that Caradan Ford, you know, is willing to do you know signings and events like that. I mean, unfortunately, there are some who you know don't seem to want to participate as much. You can't force them, you know. Like yeah, I mean, of- some people, you know, you I think you've got to consider that some people that have been in who are, are like of an age now where they want to basically retire they want to be involved you know mm. that, that's that's part and parcel of part and parcel of being a fan of a show from like 60 years ago mm. some days they'd rather just do some gardening oh you know something like that yeah exactly um but yeah you also but, realize that some people conventions just aren't really a thing as well. Yeah, and there's health issues that come into play with some of the um, elder statesmen and women. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it's as people get older, their health is a bit more sort of up and down, and so they are more prone to cancer or or not be available. You know, it, it, it just it happens, and it's part and part of the game, isn't it? But no, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm really pleased that everybody had a great weekend and. Was uh yeah great fun, indeed. And, right, and now we look forward. Yeah, we do look forward. For example, John, John Levine cancelled. Um, John Levine cancelled Bristol this weekend actually, and I I have a little theory that it was because they were doing a two minute silence each day, and he didn't think he could keep his mouth shut for that long. Oof, oof, oh, you're keeping that in. I'm keeping mm-hmm. that in. Sorry. <laughs> um. What's it? What was what was he gonna do? Fucking shoot me, probably. Yeah. But um... <laughs> yeah, we had a we had, uh, we had to be did the Zimmer Science at, at Comic Con as well. And the only issue is, is that they kept the speakers of like the Universal TV on, so all the trailers just kept changing. It was so bloody loud that it didn't really feel like a two minute science at all. So they had obviously the musical piece, but over the top was just like the trailer for like Trolls, I think it was, and there was also like. What's that new uh, Henry Cavill, Dua Lipa, John Cena movie that's coming out soon? Oh, God, I mean, think it is. But LFCC's sensory overload anyway. There's was a little bit more noise. Exactly. Um, right, speaking of uh, finales and looking forward, it's time for our finale of John versus Owen. Owen, 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 Owen. I never like to say that Owen gets an echo and I don't. It's just because it's the end of the it can't name, isn't it? It absolutely shows that you've been trying to trying to fix this from day one. <laughs> I haven't. They've all been easy questions. And to prove it, because I want a winner today, to prove it, okay? You guys, there's nobody going first before anybody else this week. It's buzzing. What is the name? Yeah, Con- Con- Connor needs to be quiet here, by the, by the way. Yeah, Connor, you can't get involved. This is serious top game show. Um, what is the name of the school in which this episode is set? Oh, fuck off. That's... <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> you said that, John. You said last week it was too easy. So this week I made it a little difficult. You can't have it both ways. Have, you got, have you got a backup question for if we don't get it? Of course I do. Okay. Can we have that then? <laughs> I saw the fright in both of their eyes. Okay. Of course I can. Um, right. Okay. So this obviously is in the great season 20. Who can name me the order of every serial within season 20? First. Arkham Infinity, Snake Dance, Mordred Undead, Terminus, Enlightenment, King's Demons, and then as a bonus, Five Doctors, although technically it's not part of Season 20. By George, he's got it. I mean, John does have the advantage on me. What do you mean? You also I... have the box John, John, John watched it at the time. <laughs> I, I didn't, actually. I didn't start watching until 1985. Oh, okay. Which, of course, only means... a couple of years out. Owen has, the advantage, Owen has the advantage on me in that he sold about 100 copies of the fucking season 20 box set over the last two months. Yeah, but I've not really looked at the back of the box set. You had the new tweet that you were using it earlier, so you could have looked at the back of it when you were getting it out. <laughs> oh? So, so hang on, hang on. So when you, when you watched it, right, did you watch it from the box set or on iPlayer? I've watched it from the box set. And do you know what? It was the first time I've actually, you know, opened the box set. <laughs> I watched it on iPlayer, actually. It was still in its shrink wrap. I hadn't opened it whatsoever. I, I, I watched it on iPlayer, actually. I, I, I would have remembered the order anyway, because I, I do that. Yeah. But obviously, when you're looking on iPlayer, it literally goes... Arkham Infinity episode one, Arkham Infinity episode two, Arkham Infinity episode three, Arkham Infinity, etc. Mm. Right, and oh, just for just for formalities, the answer to the first question was uh, Brendan Public School would have been the answer I was looking for. Brendan Public School is the name of the school in the episode. So there you go. I That's thought you might ask me what I, I thought you might ask me what year the Brigadier's car was made. I was thinking that, and I thought that'd be too difficult. Um, 1929. There you go. I was thinking that. I mean, there's no idea. He's like, what or, car? Or how many of the spaghetti head men there were? Eight. So you were, you were, you were, you had about five backup questions for this, didn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really weren't convinced we were going to do anything, did you? Right. No, I have to be prepared for these things. So that, of course, means that in uh, the uh, the coming weeks, John will uh, reveal what Owen has to have as his Twitter profile picture or header or something along those lines. Uh, I'm not going to. Okay, so can I decide when it's going to be as well? You can decide when it's going to be. Yeah. Okay, because I wouldn't want to sod him up for like the the 60th and stuff. I'd, I'd be okay with that. But I think in the first week of December. In order to promote the signing that the shop has coming up, um, the promotional picture that the Who shop has got <laughs> to be a Michael signing <laughs> should become Owen's Twitter profile picture. I'm sorry. Hey, that's how the game works. That's how the game works. You've got to do it. you got to do it, Owen. <laughs> I'm hey, sorry. Because, uh, like, you said don't do anything offensive, but uh, that's not offensive. 
It's free promotion, Owen. It's free promotion. Alex will give you a Christmas bonus. I'm sure she will. <laughs> Edie's loving it, look. She can't wait. Um, but there you go. See, this, yeah. this is what happens when, when Mr Kingdom forgets to tell me in advance to think of something and I just have to think of it off the top of my head. Well, I no, actually come up with the most eagle thing possible. So for the first week of December, go to at Dr Disco 63 if you want to see the beautiful profile picture. Oh, yeah, any thoughts? No? Fuck you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the actual review, of course, this week we are reviewing Mordrin Undead. Um, and of course, uh, if you were around at the time, I'm going to give you some information. It was directed by Peter Moffat and written by my favourite person, Peter Grimwade, and was uh, premiered from the 1st of February to the 9th of February in the year of 1983. What, so what's the brilliant but potentially confusing thing about the fact that this was um, directed by Peter Moffat? But no also idea. Peter Davison's real name is also Peter it, Moffat. It is Peter Davison's real name. Oh, I mean, that was why Georgia Moffat makes more sense. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you a quick synopsis, which is a warp eclipse draws the TARDIS off course. The Doctor and his companions are separated, uh, not in space, but in time. And he has to deal with a treacherous schoolboy named Turlo. But why does Doctor's old friend, the Brigadier, not, not remember him at all? It's so well, that's not even Wikipedia. Well done. It's from Doctor Who Wiki, but sure. Okay. I don't make these up myself. I don't. How, how does how does main Wikipedia go into more detail on the plot than Doctor Who Wiki? Um. Anyway, just copied each other. This one is a this one is an interesting one for me because this is the first time I watched this was in LA with uh, John and John and Connor. That were, you know we we I think I think Connor was there. He might have been. Gallivanting somewhere else at the time, but I remember John. I I, I think I was somewhere else. I remember seeing the quote in the group chat where um, John had mentioned that it was written by Peter Grimray, and uh, you'd reacted, "Oh God!" I'm just I'm just trying to think of where you were because I know that uh, Beef and Elijah were definitely there, so I wonder where you're at. But uh, probably not good time to run the podcast. Um, I'm kidding. Um... Hmm. I definitely know it was me, Beef, Elijah, and John that watched it because. Was it af after Universal? Yeah. You might have it watched would've, it. Because uh, after Universal, I went straight to sleep. It could have been. Yeah, I think you might work. You may well have gone to bed. Yeah. 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 So, it was definitely an evening where we'd been out for a day. Mm. Yeah, so that was great. And that was on John's yeah, television. That was the day you, like, you woke up at like three in the morning, didn't you? So you, you'd, had a, you'd had a day of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was on John's favourite channel in America, the, the specific Doctor Who classic channel, which uh, would just randomly... I mean, you say it's my favourite channel, I think it was everybody's favourite channel. I like the one that was playing the wrestling, just random episodes of Raw. <laughs> we randomly fell, fell on one in 20, like 2019 or something. We were like, no, yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, it did take us until like day, day eight to go... I'm pissed off for 24 hours of Doctor Who of day. Let's find, see if we've got a good classic wrestling anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm going to say Connor as a special guest. What do you make of this one, Sunshine? I, I quite enjoy it. It's one of my favourite Fifth Doctor stories. I, in recent years, when, I mean, as soon as I, 
I just sat there and thought, this isn't a story that's meant for the Brigadier to be in it. And then when I found out for sure that, yeah, it was meant to be Ian Chesterton in the Brigadier's place, it all clicked into place and that it should have been that story. I'm happy that, yay, more Brigadier content because between the two versions of the Brigadier that Nicholas Courtney does portray them very differently. And I like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's a strange one, but I like it. And I love the concept of this perpetual regeneration where a species has tried to become Time Lords, but they failed dramatically and they are now cursed to have an everlasting existence of just pain and suffering because of their experiments. I love it. Yeah. Owen, what about yourself? Um, I just think it's so cleverly um, created, written, and, and put together, uh, very well acted. Um, and I, I just love that, you know, you, you've got, you know, the Brigadier from two points in time. And so, you know, his, his uh, later self is then, you know, uh, retelling to the Doctor what happened in his past, which is obviously... Um, what's currently going on with Nyssa and Tegan um, and yeah I, I just think it's re really cleverly done it's yeah. very wibbly wobbly timey wimey before I, it was a thing and I like indeed. it indeed yeah I actively don't disagree I think this is well, an episode with really strong ideas I think yeah. it's really I think it's really fun I think there's one part where not a lot happens but apart from that I think it's like all the ideas are really strong. I think Nick Courtney probably gives one of his better, better, better performances because he gets probably the most to do. And he's not really in that I'm just a soldier mode, uh, which he sometimes can devolve into stories. Whereas this one, he has a purpose. He's a driving part of the plot, which is really good. Um, uh, for some reason, this still has nothing to do in a story in which she's somewhat part of a secondary plot, but she still just stays in the TARDIS while... Uh, you know, Tegan does all the work. Bless her. Um, Davison's really in this one. I like the idea of the, like the like you say, the erase wanting to become Time Lords and failing. I think that's really strong. I understand. I, as to my knowledge, this is a, the beginning of a trilogy, right, of the, the Black Guardian. So that's why mm -hmm. that story's not particularly wrapped up here in any way, because it will continue. Is it actually explained? Because even though watching it tonight, is it actually explained who, like, what, species Mordrin is? Uh, they mainly just refer to them as mutants, don't they? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, basically the idea is that like he's a scientist and there's a bit of a fucked up experiment. So they don't go into sort of detail of, of where they're from, but like the actual mutation comes as a result of them fucking around with shit and mm. it coming back to bite them on the arse, basically. And they get a bit of Loki spaghettification in the old head there. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think it's really fun. I think it's really it's four parts. It's brisk. It's 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 solid. The set work is really cool. I think like the in, inside that spaceship is really expansive. Oh, I love that. I, that's probably my of early eighties Who. That's probably my favourite space. You know, spaceship set design because it's so. <laughs> I mean, it looks more like it should be part of a mansion house than a spaceship, but I like it for that. It, it, yeah, it's a great sort of art deco. 
obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't look cheap either. No, no, definitely not. This is also one of those rare Doctor Who episodes. I say rare, it's not rare, but this is one of those times where one of the cliffhangers is really funny, which is the end of part one, where Turlo has the most unrealistic looking rock in his arms. <laughs> slow, <laughs> uh, something out of WWE, sl- slowly about to hit the Doctor with it as the credits roll. But John, more than dead, are you going to complete the quad and say that you enjoy it as well? I'm a really big fan of this one. Um highlights for me um it's got probably my third favorite um incidental character or guest character in all of doctor who uh, after d84 and pig bin josh uh, the absolute legend that is on my background here hippo ibbotson um you know in in, in the late 70s early 80s 1983 uh if a schoolboy was rather rotund he, he got the rather nice nickname of hippo um, and his teachers said things like, maybe if you looked after your body a bit better, your mind would also be healthy. Um, so, you know, nice bit of a nice bit of fat phobia there for your uh, for your family viewing. Um, but yeah, for a um, for a series that deals with time travel, um, Doctor Who doesn't actually look at cause and effect and look at time travel very often and the effects of it. Um, and when it does, it really works. Um as it does here with, you know, the whole thing of the 1977 version of Brigadier, the 1983 version of Brigadier, what happens when they meet. I kind of get that this was initially written with William Russell in mind and William wasn't available, but I think that it being the Brigadier gives it another element because I think that, you know, if you're going to do this whole thing where the 1983 version of the character's got PTSD, I think that takes on a lot more weight if you've got somebody that's formerly military. Um, you know, because you, uh, you, the actual reaction that you see from the 1983 Brigadier is like, you know, oh, I went to see Dr. Runciman and he told me a few things and it's, and it's all rubbish and stuff. So, yeah, I'm a really big fan of it. Um Bizarrely, it's not my favourite part of the uh, Black Guardian trilogy. That's Enlightenment, which I think knocks the socks off of everything bar maybe two or three Davison stories. I'm, I'm a big fan of that one. Uh, but yeah, set, it, it, set designs are great. The whole thing looks fantastic. Um, Tegan's got a lot to do, and it's probably my favourite Tegan costume, actually. I, 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 it's it's really sort of iconic look that she's got in this whole thing. I love the little sort of moments between her and the Brigadier, which obviously we get to see revisited in the Five Doctors. I like that they kind of establish the friendly relationship between them and that the two characters that get on. Um, and yeah, it's just a really good story with a fantastic guest. But, you know, David Collins is always brilliant. But great to have Valentine Dial back as a Black Guardian. You know, this thing is so stacked that Turlo, who's your new companion, turns up like sixth or seventh on the cast list for the episodes. So wait, is this not the first time you see the Black Guardian then? No. Uh, yeah, Black Guardian's in the key to time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was the whole thing with um, the whole thing with season twenty was that they wanted to make it wall to wall returning villains. So, um, you know, you had um, you had Omega in, in Ark Infinity, then you had the Mara come back, then you've got the Black Guardian trilogy, and then you've got uh, the Master in um, King's Demons. 
Who played uh, the Black Guardian in Key to Time? Uh, Valentine Dial again. Oh, okay. Yeah, he 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 died like only a year or two after um after after recording this, I think. But oh, yeah, yeah, same guy. He he was also really well known for like he used to read horror stories on the radio. He used to do a thing called Fear on Four, which which sometimes gets repeated on Radio Four Extra. You know, so he was he, he was known as the Man in Black, and he used to tell sort of really creepy sort of horror stories on on late night radio shows. After watching um, Mordred Undead, I went on to watching Behind the Sofa, and Katie mentioned about uh, listening to Valentine Dine on on the radio when when she was a kid, and and, and yeah. found him terrifying. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, As I say, look at look out on Radio Four Extra. I think it's normally Saturday and Sunday nights. They have like a horror and sci-fi hour or whatever, and quite often they used to report repeat old sort of horror stories read by Valentine Dial. I mean, yeah, one thing I really want to talk about this with this episode is the makeup. I mean, I mean if you're watching on the YouTube version, there's a background showing part of that there, but also like Nissa and Tegan, I think it's at the end of, or the beginning of part four, sorry, they start to sort of, you know, become like that. Yeah, Wither is a good term. Like that. yeah, That's um, the point at which Reese Jenkins turned his DVD off. <laughs> Um, I was going to say decay, I, I, but I, I, I had a little bit of a break. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the makeup's really good in this. Like, it doesn't look cheap either. Like, there's, it's quite simple, but it's very effective. I think, given how much Classic Who gets criticised for its budget and how it looks, this actually looks really good. This yeah. whole story. I like the music good. as well. The music yeah, in it is very good. Say, I was going to say as well, yeah, the music's really good in this. Especially um, especially the music over the flashback sequence. I mean, it's very 80s, but I like that. It's very synthy. I like that. It's 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 my jam. What's it. wrong with the 80s, mate? It's the best theme for Doctor in Classic Who. This Davison theme is the best Doctor Who theme in the classics, in my opinion. It's the one that I watch every time, and it gets me most interested to watch an episode. Might be controversial, mm. that, but there you go. My, my favourite one is the McCoy one, to be honest. That's another banger, another banger. Um, but yeah, obviously, I think would it have been Peter Howell that would have done this? Yes, the Peter Howell. Yeah, must have been Peter Howell. Yeah. Uh, I thought, yeah, like I said, it was really good. I thought the flashback was a, a nice touch. Um, like you say, very 80s, 80s cheese all over that, but uh, like good. Um, I think it was also really nice to see, because this would have been the first time you see the brig since Zygons. Is that accurate to say? Yeah, that is correct. It would have been that long yeah, ago. So you, you, get, you, get unit in, um, you get unit in a couple of other stories, like uh, Android Invasion and Seeds of Doom, but you don't get to see the brig in it. Yeah, is it is it is it how's it Harry Sullivan in Android Invasion? Uh yes, yes, yeah. Harry is Harry is in um Android Invasion, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I remember because we did that one. I was like, oh god, there's Harry Sullivan, he's popped up for, for a couple of minutes. Um but, even uh, Sergeant Benton's in it as well. Oh yeah, forget that. Everyone's favourite Sergeant Benton. Um but yeah, another yeah. Is I remember. Remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like I said, the only thing that for me I found again unintentionally funny, I loved the void that Turlo was in when he was speaking to the Black Guardian at the first part. This random sort of like optical illusion, and it's 
quite funny in it. It looks like he's been well, that was the art computer, computer graphics for the time. I don't, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. It's, it's it probably cost a bit of money that as well. You know, um, just yeah, very good. Poor hippo as well. Bless him. He's you know always blamed. Even the brigadier's like, have you caned him? It's like, Christ, brigadier, Jesus. I tried to, I tried to flog that young man to within an inch of his life. <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> Pardon. But a fun thing that I'd noticed was um, the um, school teacher who was talking to Turlo in uh, at part two before he turns into um, the Black Guardian. Did anyone recognise what he was from? I recognised the name, but I, I didn't, yeah. Big He's the vicar from Only Fools and Horses in The Frog's Legacy. You left it in my vestry. It's, it's that guy. But did you realise that when Tegan and Nissa get de-aged, the younger Nissa is Lucy Benjamin's future of East Enders? Play I Lee. didn't notice that. Oh. These are references funny. that all going over my head. Um, she shot uh, Phil Mitchell. Yeah, big. I, 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 I don't feel much. Well, more recently, she's been addicted to online poker, but um... I mean, she, I mean, I mean, that doesn't narrow it down. She's one of a number of people that have shot Phil Mitchell over the years. To be fair, yeah, including Shelley yeah. Carter, Phil um, Mitchell, Grant but... shot at Phil. Welcome to the EastEnders podcast. Is it actually only Lisa and Shirley that have shot Phil? To my knowledge, yeah. The only episodes of EastEnders I ever watched was when I was around living with Connor for, for a year, and I watched more EastEnders then than I've had in my life. Well, that's it was education for you. That, that basically means you got to watch it when it was shit. Yeah, well, it was <laughs> shite. And he was like, this is a classic episode. This is from 2009. Well, 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 in that, in that case, if you were watching old ones... No, was... Sometimes it'd be new, sometimes it'd be new, sometimes it'd be old. I, just didn't get, I didn't know any of the characters, so I didn't know any of the story arcs. I was like, I was like who's dead? We, if we told, told you the characters, you wouldn't have believed us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only massive flaw I have with this episode is, again, Nissa doesn't really do anything in it. And it's I find it, find it very weird because they split the doctor and his two companions up, and then Tegan goes outside the TARDIS and does most of the stuff in parts two and three with the brick, uh, and then at the end of oh sorry maybe half of part three and midway through part three Nissa goes who is that man and she goes it's the brigadier of course it's like okay cool and this has done nothing. Um. Yeah, I like Nessa as a character, but yeah, just in this one, she doesn't really do anything to affect the plot. I mean, this was shortly before they wrote her out, wasn't it? Yeah, you, but you can tell that they they either don't believe in the character anymore. They don't, they don't, they don't believe in the character anymore or something. But it did, it, it did just feel weird that they split the Doctor up and done two different stories, and even then, they've chosen to use the Brigadier twice and not even use Nessa at all for basically. Half an hour, maybe going on forty minutes. Mm. Um, uh, I I do think that she sort of just if she wasn't in this episode, nothing would have changed. 
think at all. Um, I might be being slightly harsh with that, but I can't remember anything she did. It, it, it's very Tegan led. Um, mm. that's not a bad thing. I, no, I no, not at all. Actually, um, I, I think as much as I love Sarah Sutton and Nissa, I think that um, Tegan is by far a more interesting character. Oh yeah, I think, um, I, I think once you get once you get to Snake Dance, I think the Nissa character is possibly run its course. You know, yes. she had some really good stuff in Arc of Infinity. You know, where she's running around Gallifrey and stuff like that. But mm. I think yeah, once you get to Snake Dance, the characters run its course. She she has, she has a half decent send off in Terminus, but it's Terminus, so it can't be anything more than half decent. Is this a because this is a penultimate story, isn't it? Or is there? Yeah. Yeah, so she's gone in the next one. Yeah. Um, I need to yeah, watch that story. I've not seen that yet. Another thing I find really funny at the start of this is obviously this is just after Snake Dance, which I also find shite. Uh, and Davison, Davison's just like, get over it, Tegan. Namara's not here anymore. She's like, my dog's up scared. She's like, well, grow up. Basically what we say is like, get on with it. It's the next story now, Tegan. Move on, move on. Yeah, it, 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 it's the nineteen eighty three equivalent of uh, yeah, can't deal with this right now, but it's socially awkward. <laughs> it's nowhere near as heinous as that, but it is similar. You know, he's basically just going, can't deal with this right now. I'm a bit of a cum. Same thing with the Adric thing in the beginning of the time fight. It's like, oh, Adric, moving on. Da, 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 da. That's but basic. now we've got now we've got the tales of the Tardis. Yeah, it's been fixed. It's been, it's, been, it's been fixed. It's been fixed, but. Certainly, I mean, to be fair, technically, they 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 they, they did a a patch job with um, in Power of the Doctor, didn't they? Before they did, the yes. They the, the past the past year, despite them not being involved, been very kind to Adric. Um, you know, in the sense of he's available. Character. He's he's as we know, he's available. But yeah, uh, I've yeah, like I said, I really enjoyed talking about this one. To be honest, I'm trying to think about other points. Uh, it's a very nice car at the beginning. Shame to see that get trashed. 1929. Yeah, I like the fact that they were all clapping Turlo and uh, Turlo and Hippo off as they drove away as well. Very very. Oh, rather spitting in the car. Wow. <laughs> uh, that was yes. That was, was the moment. That, that was that was the vibe I got. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also like the fact that the direction is very good. I think the only thing that the, the shortcoming of, of them was the fact that Peter Moffat didn't really know how to direct the action too well in the car because it is really weird, like slow pan zooms and slow motion and stuff. I, I honestly, if I think if this story had been directed by Graham Harper at the time, yeah. I think it would be up there as one of the all time classics. <laughs> um, but alas, it wasn't. No, I think I think it sits in that. I would call it before we get into our ratings and stuff. I would call it. It sits in that Sunday afternoon who sort of thing. If you put it on, you can have a good mm. time. But maybe you wouldn't immediately jump out to pick it straight away. Like if somebody was to suggest, do you want to watch more John Dead? I wouldn't certainly wouldn't say no. But maybe it wouldn't be one of my first choices. One of the drawbacks for me, and it, this is purely a me thing, with this story, is. Uh, whenever I watch anything involving private school boys and loads of posh people in posh schools, I can't relate to that in any way. So I'm, it, it feels like an alien world to me watching people interact like that because I've never seen anyone interact in that way. Kingdom and I just, 
it just feels overly pretentious to me. Maybe that's just my working class roots, but it it sort of puts up a barrier straight away in the story, which soon you get rid of it. But it's still it's still there, and it's st- still an element of the story which I'm just sort of hesitant to get behind. But the rest I love. I absolutely love it. Did you suggest I've been to private school? Fair, if it had been set in an inner city, city comp, no can't it be parking in 1929 fucking classic. Well, car. yes, that is true, but... It'd be, it'd be on bricks after two... You know, Turlough wouldn't have been able to nick on it because he'd been on bricks after two minutes. Yeah, oh, and I've not been to private school. Um, Some can't want to cut the brakes. Yeah, crikey. Um, no, I, I do get what you mean. So I think as well in like, these old... 80 sort of depictions of it as well it's all very over the top and a bit cheesy um yeah uh, when, when i'm watching i'm sort of watching i'm going this doesn't feel like it's set in the 1980s it doesn't no the stuff in the school does not and i think with the car as well i get it it's a posh classic car that they're trashing but with that car and their uniforms and their stupid little bloody hats it just I, i'm like this doesn't feel like 1983 yeah, this is the whole thing with private schools, they're not contemporary, they are a bubble. Well, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, you, but you, you could go into a private school now and it'll probably still be like that to a great extent. Mm. But it's still when you're coming in with no relation to that background, or in it, does that make sense? Yeah, you're just saying you want to set in yeah. Boston, mate. That's what you're saying. Okay. Hey, hey, if if this story had been set in Gloucester, oh. are, there, are there any, what Doctor Who stories are set in Gloucester? Well, I was driving my van down the road and some silly burglar drove a classic which, car right up the wall. <laughs> which, which story is set in Gloucester? Future Civil Yes, I is. So, yeah, you were there. Yeah. Um, the next Doctor was filmed there. Go on, David Morrissey. Um... It was, it's not set there, but it was filmed there. I think it's just Fugitive of the Jadoon. Great representation for you guys. So great cathedral. Hey, hey, I've walked through Gloucester sometimes and I've seen a lot of people that look like fucking space rhinos. <laughs> you can say it because he's from there. Um, yeah, the last thing I want to talk about is I do, obviously, like you mentioned that it was originally meant for William Russell to come back. I do think the setup of the Brigadier being in a school is a bit weird. Uh, I think they could have edited the script slightly because I feel like there are also some lines that are just meant more for Ian than they are the Brig. And it does feel a bit weird coming out of the Brig's mouth. But when you get into like the second part and all that, it, 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 they do devolve it into a Brig story. And I do think that there are certain things that you hear and you can only hear the Brig saying that Ian wouldn't say. Mm. You know, like the, like the stuff when he realises he's got PTSD. Of course, yeah. Ian wouldn't have reacted like that. No, I don't disagree. I, I, as I mentioned, I think it was just in the setup. I think it's a bit bizarre. And they, they brush it off very quickly. So I was like, oh, why are you working in a school now? And he's like, because. Um, and it's like, sweet. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry that my... My computer keeps buzzing. It's millions of messages from that cunt Hyman, so I shall mute the chat. It's all right. I, we can't hear it. There's no buzzing coming through. I, you, so so you're okay. I, I, I've, I've got a theory. A theory. A theorem. Oh, theory. Um, that Mordred <laughs> takes place during a break in the marriage between the Brig and Doris. 
because there's no mention of Doris, which of course she gets introduced later on, which is understandable. But when you're looking at it from a timeline perspective, he was just on a long break from Doris. The army had got to him, and uh, it. But I yeah. think that. So he wanted I think, to work I think in at, private school. <laughs> I think I think at some point in late 1983, he had a phone call and he went back to the family home with him and Kate and Doris. Because you, you see him in Five Doctors and you don't you don't see him until survival. Is that right? Well, he's back working with Unit in the Five Doctors. Yes, he is. Later, like a few months later, he is back at unit. Um, <laughs> which well, he's, he's not well. working though, is he? Isn't it? Isn't that like a basically a like a celebratory dinner in his honor? Oh yeah. Yes, true. Yes. Yeah, and then he gets abducted um, by Castellan, um, and then then you don't see him. You don't see him with the sixth doctor at all, do you? Only in dimensions in time. Sacrifice himself and his remaining regenerations to save his friends. 
Yeah. What does he do before he regenerates? He saves Perry. Yeah. It, it's a very nice. Mm. It's um, why the Fifth Doctor is underrated. He's a very solid character. I like the Fifth it, it, It's almost a bit like a foreboding in a way. I like yes. him. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, again, I like it as well. I think there are some really funny moments with Double Brig. You can always tell which Brig is the actual Nick Courtney and which one isn't. I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but there was just a, a, a bold patch on Nick Courtney that it doesn't exist on the double. Um, but yeah, apart from that, yeah, I thought, I thought it was really good, really fun. Um, Nick Courtney's great in it. Everyone's brilliant in it. And that acting across the board is really good. I think it's a bit of an interesting introduction to Turlo because within two minutes of meeting him, he's already been sort of aligned with the Black Guardian. Like that stopped, the plotline moves quite fast. You don't yeah. really get to learn anything about Turlo before that plot's already right, in motion. I mean, you, get, you get to learn that you throw his friend under the bus. And also that he's not somehow he's not from or Earth. Under a car. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's not very trustworthy. He's a bit mysterious. Hmm. Not yeah, got any problem. Parents, parents, probably not from Earth. Bit of a cunt, yeah. really. You have to wait until you have to. Bit of a cunt, really, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Do, 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 do we like Turlo by the end of it, or is Turlo one of those? Yeah. I like Turlo by the time we get to the Five Doctors. Yeah, not not by the end of this, because obviously he's still a bit dodgy. But what you know, once you finish this arc off and you get into. The five doctors, it, it's it, it's better. Yeah, I think I found him a bit irritating from the off. I mean, Someone's, obviously, sort of like in later stories, I, I find him better, but yeah, it's just sort of like you know, the whole thing of stealing a car and you know, he, he's always sort of like taking the piss out of his mate, you know, or you know, supposed to consider him as a mate and you know, oh, what are you, some kind of wuss? And you know, that's the point, he doesn't consider Hippo a mate, though, does he? Well, he's he's just using Hippo to do mischievous things. Like he blames Hippo for the car yeah. crashing and stuff. He doesn't think Hippo's in it at all. True. Um, no, very, oh, very, like, yeah, yeah, very very mercenary. I quite I quite like Turbo. I think by the time he gets part of Fire, it's quite an interesting character. Yeah. Um, by his final story, yeah. Yeah, well, like you know, he's he's he's, he's all right. He's all right, you know. Um, no, like Resurrection of the Daleks. You know, he's quite good in Frontios, my uh, second favorite. Uh, Peter Davison story. Um, well, yeah, from from the five doctors up until his exit, I I like his character. Yeah, but I think I don't know. Yeah, Strixen's, but by the time, but I, but... I, I think Strixon's a bit flat at the villainous stuff. I think he's quite good yeah. at being a dick, but when he has to do a bit more villainy and a bit more, I don't but, think you buy it. By the time we get to the five doctors, he is a proper companion and he is likable. Yeah. Up until that point, yeah, yeah, umming and ahhing. Like, is he going to turn? Is he not? Is he? What, what side is he leaning towards? Um, but yeah, I think. You think what? I don't know what I think, Alex. I you think said, you said, think. yeah, I think. <laughs> Stop. I was just going to reiterate myself. So yeah. Um, yeah, you think? Well, what do you think, Connor? Give me, give us a score. It's a bit of a weird week. We got scores on the doors, mate. I'd give it a seven point five. Nice, Owen. I give it eight point five. Oh God! Okay. Really, I really, I really enjoyed this story. Okay, John. Uh, it's an eight for me. I'm going to agree with Connor at seven point five. That's where I would um, 
that's where I put it. Now, before we get to our extra listeners reviews, I always do this guy find it a fun little thing to do, which is go back to our old review and look at the scores that we gave it. So John uh, gave it a six. Um, Owen gave it a seven. Connor gave it an eight. So it's dropped for Connor. It's dropped for Connor. Score's gone down a little bit. Um, oh, I hadn't seen it at the time, so I didn't rate it. Okay. We do have listener reviews. We have technically, I think, four or five. I can't remember. But there's a few. One of them doesn't really count, and I'll get that one out of the way now. From Arshan Thomas, the wonderful Arshan Thomas. It was one of his favourite episodes of Who. He loved every second of this. Now, the reason I said it doesn't count, I can guarantee you he's not seen it. Um, just wanted to be involved. Bless him. Um, but Oshan, just be aware that I know you're going to skip to the end of this podcast, but you already know what next week's review, well, not next week's, but in a couple of weeks' time, the review is. So, uh, don't know why you want to, um, know that, mate. What is next week? Yeah, next week's review, guys. We already know what it is. Hey. Well, if um, you are gonna, if you are gonna going to send in a fake review of something that you haven't actually watched, then, sir, that makes you a charlatan and a fraud and not the kind of person. Not the kind of person that a honourable, a higher reputation publication like the Timeless Podcast should be associating with. Absolutely. Okay. Such right. shithousery will not be tolerated. There's no shit. There's no shit. There's no on the Timeless Podcast ever. No. no. Uh, John, I, sh- I know you've got a couple of reviews. Yeah, yeah, we got one from um, uh, Lucy McCall. Hey, Lucy McCall. Um, I like it. Um, I know it makes a nonsense of the dates because of the Brigadier replacing Ian, but we get two Briggs, which is delightful, and we get a good introduction to Turlo. And Valentine Dial is properly scary, which actually is. Yeah, yeah. I can 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 agree more. Uh, I've got one more from Paul underscore L underscore Quinn. Uh, I, I, I get, get strapped in, lads. The cliffhanger for this episode is probably the worst in all of Doctor Who. Davidson is so bland, I lose sight of him against the pastel paintwork of Mordron's spaceship. They should have cut their losses and made David Collins the Doctor or turned it into a homoerotic romp with Turlo. And he replies with a few alternate titles, which is Mordron in bed, Baldwin in bed or Baldwin unzipped. Either way, we got there. Get on the fence there, Paul. Yeah, um, it's not like Davidson at all. Yeah. Also, uh, I can't, uh, I can't uh, tell uh, if he likes a spaceship or not either, which is very complimentary. Um, um, so I've got one, another one here from uh, James H. Fit, uh, James H. Fit Geek UK, a beast guy, whatever. Um, and he's at Fit Geek, at Fit Geek underscore UK. There is no prize, the Doctor, at the end of Enlightenment. Gotta love Mordrin. An attempt to do something different with a companion, uh, a glorious flashback sequence, and the best spot the body double story hint. The stand is in the brig. The the, the stand in is the brig with the bald spot. As we yeah, uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, I think everyone. You know, everyone. When did you notice the bald spot? You can't, you can't unsee it. And whenever you get a uh, you know, shot, the burst shot, it becomes very obvious. I've got another review here, but I think it relates more to the GIF in which I posted the thing about. Uh, obviously, I did a, uh, a, a the GIF is actually from the visitation. And 
Andrew Trugumble, on the other side, I've absolutely butchered that, uh, at Spodfish83 said the fella need, needed a spin off 100%. And I think he means none other than uh, Richard Mace from the visitation. I don't, I think that's who he's replying to within that because I can't think of a character that needed a spin off within this. Unless he's talking about hippo. Oh, so you, <laughs> you used a, you used a gif. Yep. Of Richard Mace. Yep. AKA Arthur from On the Buses to ask for reviews to this story. There's not many Fifth Doctor gifts out there apart from his. You story. stupid great lamp. You stupid great nip. Apart from his, uh, apart from you know the sorry must dash and the Fifth Doctor, there's not many, uh, not many too many gifts out there on the uh, on the old twit on the old X. So yeah, has to be done. Right though, it is time. It's going to be a bit weird one because it is time to find out what we're going to be reviewing around the second week in January. So in around two months' time. Uh, we're going to find out what we're going to be reviewing. Um, Obviously, there will be content before that point. Yeah. So, very similar to last... tell people about afterwards, but, you know. Very similar to last time. Uh, the only Doctors that were in play this time are 9, 10, and 12. We've not actually done a 9 yet, so that'd be quite fun. I do have a feeling it could be 10 or 12, just based on pure volume. Let's find out. Good luck. It's oh! 10 again. It's 10 again. No, it's 10 I... again. It's 10 again. Um, nice. I'm not against that. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Could be relevant, could be not. We don't know. What is it, is it going to be a reference to gridlock? Maybe. Like, anything could be referenced in these episodes. So what's happening until gridlock? Uh, new Doctor Who's out. Yay! Uh, special new episodes of Doctor Who. So... The lineups. What, what, what is your schedule, Alex? The lineups are confirmed. But first, uh, on the podcast, there's going to be uh, on the day reactions from myself to each episode as well. So I can get those out and get my initial thoughts onto you. And a couple of days later, the podcast will be back with more in depth reviews after I've seen it twice or three times and to get a proper thoughts on it as well. And all the guests are lined up. Should I review, should I reveal those? Hello. Yes. Right, so on the first episode, we've got a bit of a past to future. So on the first episode, it's going to be the original Times Podcast host, George Tucker, is going to be making his return alongside Oshan. Number two is going to be two of the people that are on this episode, which is John and Connor. And episode three is going to be the return of two old Times Podcasts that haven't been around in a while in Beef and Elijah. They were taking a few of those, and then I've not worked out what the Christmas special is going to be yet. I think that's just going to... Not the podcast Christmas special, that's always figured out. And John, I'm sure, will always be there because he always is in his Christmas hat and ready to sing the praise of Christmas. Connor, it depends on how well, many. I'll, I mean, I'll tell you now, it. Alex. I'll tell you now, Alex. <laughs> it's literally just me and my dad at Christmas this year. So if I am not asked to review the Christmas episode, I will be holding it against you for making a Christmas depression even more depressing. Yes, no blackmail. I don't care. I won't be reviewing it on Christmas Day either way. Um, <laughs> well, I don't care. Well, I actually have to review Mum's birthday. This is, this is this is me saying that, like Hadrick, I'm available, and that, yeah. you would be, that you would be a very bad friend not to pick me. You you're always you always you're always allowed to be on the show whenever you like. I'm um, always available. There will also be the annual uh, Christmas podcast as well, which will be out on Christmas Day, uh, despite if Doctor Who's on that day, which according to Disney Plus, it might well be. 
Um, I mean, the annual, but the annual Christmas podcast is only three hours long, so you could fit that in well before Doctor Who. Absolutely, <laughs> exactly. And Connor might be there depending on how much he's already drank that day. Because last year he went on, he went on for a few drinks before, and had to bow out halfway through. <laughs> so, I mean, the best Christmas podcast was the one when Beef turned up completely hammered. That was also last year's. That was why last year's was a heavily cut down version because I had two people that were a bit too drunk and were saying stuff. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, think some of the stuff think, that was said. Think of it this way, right? This, between the 22nd and the 28th of December, I'm staying with Beef. Yeah, but we don't record the Christmas podcast then. We record it like a couple of weeks before. Yeah. And believe me, it would really fuck up the audio to try to record a podcast with that because when you're both in the same room, the acoustics really are not great. Mm. Yeah, so uh, that'll be coming back. Um, lineup for that is not confirmed yet. But yeah, guys. Please do like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you to John and Owen who have been on this adventure throughout the uh, final uh, three to four months of 2023. And we'll be back uh, basically every month next year uh, as planned and doing the same kind of schedule three weeks on, one week off. Um, but until then, you have got me basically every week now for until the end of the year. Bless you. Um, so there won't be a break now, I don't think, until the end of the year. Uh, and then we'll be back in January with some more Doctor Who. It's gridlock. It's exciting. Yeah, go check out Connor. What socials do you want to shout out, Connor? I don't do yours every week, so I don't know yours off by heart. Twitter slash X. I am Connor sixty three. Yes, go That's check out. Owen. There's Alex. There's Alex making his pro Elon symbol again. Yeah, yeah. I was actually in a conversation about this that I should get in touch with Elon about getting a better wheelchair. My, my mate was saying I should get in touch. With him. I'm, not, I'm not against it. Um. I'll do it. I'll promote it. Uh, you can follow Owen at Dr. Disco 63 and you can follow John. All my socials. Um... At John Boy underscore Cook as well. And you can follow me at Alex King underscore Dom for my podcast at Thomas Pelt. And I leave you with uh, with John Cook. Uh, not the last time this year, but you might be hearing next week, say it. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, but you know, I mean, for one last time. Most, most, most of the listeners probably will hear me next time because now that they know who's on for each special let's face it they're gonna fucking skip that straight to wiping on wow 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 thanks it's like because you've literally just gone remember when we were shit well good night god bless don't have nightmares do sleep well um 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 very subscribe and listen to the time of podcast